You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for Christians who want to write their first book and then more so that they can lead their readers into spiritual freedom while at the same time leading their families into financial freedom. I'm Mika Maples. know good and well what it feels like to want to write a book but not know where to start. So I've got good news for you. That confusion, that overwhelm, that doubt and frustration, all of that stuff, it's not going away. But neither is the urge to write. The thing is, the confusion, the overwhelm, the doubt and the frustration all part of God's good plan for you. I have a little lesson to share with you that I believe might change the way you look at those obstacles. First, I know you enjoy this podcast and maybe you would like a more robust writing support system. I certainly have more to offer you. All you have to do is go to Facebook right now and join my free private Facebook group called Write for Impact. It's designed for Christians with publishing goals. So if you want to create massive impact for the kingdom of God, writing a book is certainly one way to do it. I've got extra encouragement for your writing journey in this place where you can get helpful advice for finishing, publishing, and marketing that beautiful book on your heart. It's all inside my new Facebook group, Write for Impact. So do you want a sneak peek at what's inside that Facebook group? I've got you covered. In this episode, I'm sharing with you something that happens every week inside my free private Facebook group, Write for Impact. I go live to answer questions that have been submitted, and I present a message of my own called Wish I Knew every Wednesday. Today, on my podcast, I'm inviting you to eavesdrop on that message. This is episode 85. Discomfort is part of the process. made for this. The Proverbs 31 woman was profitable. We tend to overlook that word. She was profitable and she ran a business. Books are a business and they're a beautiful business because in what other way can we deliver a message of peace to those who need it most? So my objective in these Facebook lives within our group every Wednesday is to share with you the things that I wish I knew at the beginning of my writing journey. There are many things I wish I knew knew when I began my writing journey about 28 years ago is when I wrote my first manuscript. And I went through things the hard way because there weren't very many people to help me, but I'm here to help you. So every week you'll be able to ask your questions in the comments um, surrounding any of the posts that talk about the live that I do 
each week. I'll find them if you put your questions in those comments and I'll be able to answer your questions. We have a couple questions today, but first I wanna to get to what I wish I knew. I wish I had known that discomfort is part of the process. When you write a book, what will naturally come up are doubt and discomfort. And you get to choose what you make those mean. If you make doubt mean that you're doing the wrong thing and you're not cut out for this, well, then you'll very obviously quit, won't you? But when you feel discomfort, if you make that mean you're going in the wrong direction, then you'll very obviously quit. Isn't that true? What if someone told you doubt and discomfort means you're in the right place? What if doubt and discomfort mean that you're doing the right thing? I wish I had known that doubt and discomfort are part of the writing process. And if I was in a place where I wasn't feeling doubt or discomfort, that's when I was in the wrong place because I wasn't following God into a place where faith would be required. Doubt means you're entering new territory. Discomfort is the price of admission. I write that down every time doubt and discomfort come up for me. I write down doubt means I'm entering new territory and discomfort means that and discomfort is the price of admission. You can get excited the next time you experience doubt. You can get excited the next time you experience discomfort because those are mile markers that say you're on your way to the promised land. Everything of great value will be on the other side of doubt and discomfort. So if you don't, oh, oh I'm sorry for my phone. Spam call, it says. Um, if you don't allow yourself to pass through doubt and discomfort without making them a problem, without trying to run away from them, then you'll never get to the really, really good stuff. Advancing the kingdom of God by writing books and providing for your family by selling books. Both of those things are totally possible. So what does the Bible say about doubt and discomfort? Because we can't align ourselves unless we know the plumb line and the plumb line is the word of God. John 16, 33 says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus is saying doubt and discomfort. That's just another form of trouble. And don't expect that it won't be there. I've told you in advance, it will be. That should be a comfort all its own. When you experience doubt and discomfort, knowing that Jesus planned for it. Not only did he plan for it, he solved the problem. Now, doubt and discomfort are not a problem because we can take heart. Jesus has overcome the world. So what can we do? What's next for us when we pass through doubt and discomfort? I love to give practical tips to my new writers so that they can always feel like they have, they have a concrete step to take. Uh, a concrete application or implementation. So this week's implementation for anyone who is feeling 
overwhelming doubt or overwhelming discomfort surrounded by, I mean, surrounding their writing experience. If you're feeling doubt or discomfort, I urge you to allow the discomfort. And here's how you can do that. Set a timer for 10 minutes and journal in the morning according to this prompt. What are my opportunities for discomfort today? Set a timer and jot down your opportunities for discomfort. So is it doing a Facebook Live is an opportunity for discomfort today? Is it um, sitting down at my computer and actually starting to write? That's an opportunity for discomfort today. Making a phone call that you need to make is a is sometimes a phone call that you've been avoiding, that'll be an opportunity for discomfort. Maybe facing <laughs> all kinds of tasks that you may have been procrastinating. Write those down. Today, I sat down and I did my own activity. I wrote down 10 opportunities for discomfort that I see in my own life. Uh, there were a couple of phone calls, awkward phone calls, potentially, potentially awkward phone calls. You see, I don't even know if they actually would be awkward, but I'm telling myself that they would probably be awkward. Don't we do that? We don't know if they actually would be. We're just avoiding a phone call because we're telling ourselves it will be awkward. So there's um, a particular thing regarding my finances that I just thought, oh, so much trouble. I just don't want to go to do, I'll have to make the switch to this or that. And it's an opportunity for discomfort. I don't necessarily want to just sit down, do the thing, <laughs> but that being on my, my to-do list is preventing me from doing the writing that I look forward to today. Because when I sit down to write, if I'm constantly thinking about the financial, um, task that I need to take care of to clean a few things up and, and make sure that everything's running smoothly. If I, if I don't take care of that, then I will not be clear headed when I sit down to write. So, but why am I avoiding the financial obligation or the task? Because it's uncomfortable to make myself do some things. I don't, I tell myself, I don't like math. I don't want to figure this out. I don't know who to call. I'm not sure how to fix it. All of those things come up as excuses to avoid discomfort. That's the reason we make the excuses is because we're thinking discomfort. That's not something I can tolerate. But when you change and you make a list of all the opportunities for discomfort, actually making that Facebook Live like I'm doing right now, actually sitting down at your computer, actually making um, that phone call, actually taking care of that um, cleaning task or whatever around the house that's constantly nagging at you, whatever it is, that's an opportunity for discomfort. And I list them all. I set a timer and I list as many as I can. I wanna make sure to have at least 10 things written down that are opportunities for discomfort. And then, then I see them as tickets. Those are my tickets to the promised land. Those 10, those, those are 10 tickets. Remember I said, doubt means you're entering new territory and discomfort is the price of admission. 
So with every one of those 10 things on my list, those opportunities for discomfort are tickets to get into the next level. I can write easier when I have done this particular task. Now, that does not mean don't write until you have checked off everything. A lot of times the writing itself is the ticket. That's the discomfort. All I'm saying is if we continue to let these things mount and we continue to be stuck in procrastination, then the writing will never progress. At least make a stab, at least try to endure a little bit of the discomfort. And honestly, um, I, I recommend the timer, just like I said, set a timer to write down these, these, opportunities for discomfort. I also um, encourage you to set a timer for the amount of time you will have to endure the discomfort, especially if the task is particularly uncomfortable. If you think to yourself, I'm going to set a timer for 10 minutes and I only have to endure this for 10 minutes. I can allow this discomfort for 10 minutes to start this task. Because if you think, you know, cleaning out this drawer or cleaning this to be able to find this thing that I need to begin writing or whatever it is. When you think about that discomfort and you try to avoid it, it's because likely you think the discomfort will be an ending or you think the discomfort will be, you know, four hours long. But if you say, Hey, I can endure discomfort for 10 minutes. We all can endure discomfort for 10 minutes. It's likely that you'll be willing to endure it for 20 instead of 10. But you have the perfect permission to say 10 was enough. So that's my application for you, my implementation. As you consider doubt and discomfort in a whole new way. I wish I had known it. I'm eager to share that with you. I want you to know the doubt and discomfort are fine. They're not a problem. They're nothing to run away with. Doubt and discomfort are survivable. I always say awkwardness is survivable. Don't we feel like awkwardness is not survivable? <laughs> We're like, ah, I don't want to even try it. Yeah, awkwardness is survivable. So, so are doubt and discomfort. So I'm going to answer a couple of questions. Uh, with the last five minutes that we have here, let me see if any were tossed my way. I have just two questions, it looks like, from Wendy. When signing up with an editor slash publisher, what would you make sure are included in the contract? Listen up for those of you who have this question. Well, here's the thing. You will never sign up with an editor or publisher. Well, let me separate the two. Uh, you can hire a freelance editor to do what you want them to do, to serve you, to, to edit your manuscripts. You can hire a freelance editor if you like. And the reason you would do that is because you were self-publishing the book. If you are not self-publishing the book, there's no need to hire a freelance editor because the publishing team 
will have its own editor. So there's that. Then as far as signing up with a publisher, the author never does the signing up. And a literary agent does the signing up. So there are so many publishing opportunities out there. I only recommend two straight traditional publishing, which will require that you engage with a literary agent. They, he or she will examine the contract, you know, absolutely rake over it with a fine tooth comb. They will inform you, this is what this part of the contract says, this is what this part of the contract says, and this is what this part of the contract says. They will make sure you fully understand it before you sign. That's the job of the literary agent is to interpret the contract and negotiate for the contract. Hallelujah, that's not on your shoulders as a writer. They are the experts, so they do that for you. But the other, all, the other route that I fully endorse is straight self-publishing. Straight self-publishing means that you are the contractor. You decide. You're the publisher, which is, in essence, the, the person who says, okay, I'm going to contract with a designer to design the interior. I'm going to contract with a designer to design the exterior of the book. I'm going to contract with an editor to edit the book, and I'm going to find the printer and figure all of this out myself. Those are the two methods that I endorse, straight traditional publishing or straight uh, self-publishing. I do not recommend um, any other type of publishing. That's not necessarily the question you asked, so I'll wait until somebody asks more specifics about that. But I have had experience with both of those, uh, self-publishing and traditional. I've been blessed financially from both of those. I've been blessed with opportunities because of both of those. I'm very pleased with my decision to engage with both of those. And I am leery of other forms of publishing. So anything that makes you sign up, will you please bring it to me first and tell me about it? If there's any publishing situation that is asking you to sign up, ask me first, okay? I'll help you. All right, second question from Wendy. If some things are... Oh, if some things arise that may trigger you to depart and switch publishers, mm -hmm. then is that possible or even a part of the industry's general practice? Um, okay, so the first thing I would say, the, the deep thing I would say is nothing will ever trigger you, ever, because circumstances do not make us do things. Our thoughts are the reason why we do things. So I am a life coach and I'm always gonna bring the bigger picture to you. It's not just about facts. I'm gonna bring the bigger picture to you. I'm gonna apply the biblical principles. You always have control over your thoughts. Nothing ever triggers you ever. You wanna go deeper with that, we'll be doing that in this group because I'm here to support you heart and soul as well as nuts and bolts when it comes to writing. So back to the nuts and bolts. Switching a publisher, if you have gone with traditional publishing, 
you cannot switch your publisher willy-nilly. There is a contract and they have printing rights. And those printing rights are very specific. Now, if you want out of the contract, they may offer you a way to get out of the contract. It usually involves paying back your advance. So if you don't know how a writer is compensated, a writer is compensated with an advance first. The, pub, the traditional publisher will say, this is how much we will pay you um, in advance of submitting your manuscript to us, in advance of even one book sale. But you don't make another dime until you've sold enough books that equal that advance we gave you, and then you'll make more money from us, but you have to wait. And so here's the thing. If you want out of a book contract and switch publishers, it's likely because you aren't making any book sales and you want to switch publishers. And if you're not making any book sales, that means you haven't paid back your advance, which means they're going to make you pay back your advance to get out of the printing obligation, the printing rights contract that you have with them. So I think your question didn't have all the facts because if you thought that it was possible to switch publishers, it was because you were thinking about the signing up kind of publishers that we're talking about in the last question, which I do not recommend. I think some people call them vanity publishers, hybrid publishers, I don't recommend that. And I also don't know what the obligations look like. Uh, if you, I can't think of a reason why you would want to switch if you were happy with them. Um, so I'm assuming that you're expecting not to be happy with them, which is another mindset issue. If from the very beginning, you're expecting not to be happy. If from the very beginning, you're expecting to feel a little bit like you need to move. If from the very beginning, you're feeling trapped. Your mind is not even in a healthy place to begin publishing. I know this may be um, a little bit wide, like this may be making you feel a little wide eyed from the very beginning, but I wish I knew the importance of having the right mindset from the very beginning of my career. So I'm going to coach you into the right mindset before you even begin, because it's not really about publishing until your mind is healthy and your emotions are healthy enough to handle the trials and tribulations of publishing. So expect to be successful. Expect that if a problem arose, you would know exactly how to handle it. Expect that you'll be able to pick a wonderful publishing experience for yourself. Expect that the Lord is for you because he is. Hey there, did you know that your vocation is what you're paid to do, but your calling is what you're made to do? If you're ready to step into your calling, let's go. God is advancing the kingdom through Christian books. He has given everyone a spiritual gift, and it may be that one way you can exercise your spiritual gift of prophecy, teaching, exhortation, service, giving, organization, or mercy is by writing a book that will bless other believers and go places that you cannot go yourself. 
If you don't know how to write a book, put yourself under the mentoring of an experienced Christian author who will pray for and guide you. That's me. Join the Keep Writing course, an all-in-one online experience that I've created to take you through the process of finishing, publishing, and marketing your amazing book. Inside, I offer step-by-step lessons and weekly biblical coaching live. Together, we'll solve any problem you face in the name of Jesus. There's simply nothing else like this anywhere. So if you're ready to join us, go to nikamaples.com and click on the Keep Writing course. Get started today.